You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Official launch date, 16th of October, 2017. You are most welcome to the Big That's Finish Podcast. That's my line. Oh, oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> sorry, You sorry. are most welcome to the Big Finish Podcast. And here it is. I'd, I'd love to see how you dealt with yeah. this line. I'm Nick Briggs. And I'm Benji Clifford. And as you may well know, we at Big Finish are the purveyors of the very finest audio drama and audio books in this dimension. Things like Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake Seven, Dark Shadows, Sherlock Holmes, The Avengers, uh, The Prisoner, uh, The Omega Factor, the lift, the lift goes on and the list goes on and on and on. And oh yeah, Captain Scarlet. Dum, 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 dum. Ah, I wonder where the lift does go on to. Oh, I really thought you said the oh my god factor there. I, I did. I did uh, go a bit funky on that. The, the <laughs> oh my god factor. No, but. And congratulations if you're listening to this podcast on the Big Finish app. There's a very good chance that by now the Big Finish podcast will have its own range, so you can download it for free onto the app. If that hasn't happened yet, I'm assured it will happen. Will have happened by next week. I don't know, or later this week. Who knows? Uh, and that's uh, a big thank you to Sue Cowley and Ian Atkins at the Big Finish Production Office for their expertise and help there. Pretty, pretty whacking news that. I like, I like the sound of that. And if you like the sound of that, we've got plenty more things coming up in this podcast. It's the usual feast of goodies, but please don't eat them because. Uh, you may get mild indigestion. Which yeah, Tim Brooke Taylor and Bill Oddsy and Graham Garden, well, they don't like being eaten. No, they know. don't. They don't. Oh, my God. What? That, that cast. Anyway, yes, in a moment, uh, the Big Finish News. That'll be followed by listeners' emails, Benji's favourite. Indeed he do. And then the second instalment of Nick's My Big Finish Life, in which Nick records the exciting antics of a day in his Big Finish Life. I say exciting. Well, actually, no, it is exciting. There's a, there's been quite a, a few, a good bit of feedback on that. People people are digging is it. That? People are digging it. Really? Yeah. Where, where, where have they been feeding back to? Twi- the Twitter sphere, the Facey B, other I think sources. someone said oh, but they wanted their life to be narrated by me or something. Well, it could be, that could be fun, yeah. Why not? Just keep you in our bag or something. And just in case Benji's walking over to the, uh, to the fruit machine, whatever that is. It's like... <laughs> The fruit machine. The fruit machine is uh, is a um, thing you pull, you know, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah See, I, I was imagining a sort of like, like a thing with like Mars bars, but instead of Mars bars, there are lemons in there and yeah, and, and, well, and, and apples. They were rather uh, offensively called one-armed bandits. Ooh. Yeah, we're not doing that. Um, it's, anyway, uh, yes, my life, my big Finnish life. I can never say the title of it properly. It's an exercise in stark realism. That's what I say. Uh, let's let's hope it isn't too dull, eh? Ha ha ha. <laughs> and uh, following that there'll be our guest star interview this time with harry potter stage show star jamie glover who is of course playing ian chesterman i mean ian, uh, uh, ian, uh, ian chesterton in our first doctor adventures oh, couldn't resist couldn't resist you're not getting through to him doctor you're not getting through <laughs> i don't know i don't know what that line's from but he does say that doesn't he, he yeah, you're not getting through no, all I can think of is you fool, you old. I oh, know the other one I love is um that one where he says, "What was it?" Um, yes, you could be speaking to Sir Ian Chesterton, <laughs> and he gives this massive laugh. It's brilliant. 
Oh, I think that's in some like re- reconstructed video link or something. Uh, he t- doesn't he um, also do a good dance to the Beatles? Oh, he does. He really does. Yeah, <laughs> something like <laughs> that. That's a good bit of dad dancing. It's, it's there, sort of quite hard well. when there's lots of things in the way. <laughs> oh, and then the, uh, then the, there'll just be time for the randomoid selectron and my roundup of the latest releases before we launch into launch you indeed into the first glorious fifteen minutes of our brand new Blake Seven Adventure Crossfire Part One. Job done. <laughs> Four of us down and safe. Job done. How about some news, old bean? <laughs> Happy to oblige, my oh, dear fellow. Marvellous, marvellous. This is the Big Finish News. Unit and Benji. Now, Nick, just before we begin the news, do you remember yes. last week you had some rather funky instruments, including a harmonica? Yes. Well, I would like to raise your harmonica. Yes. With the crow moniker. Oh, what's the crow moniker? A crow moniker. This is a honer. Has it got a crow in it? It's got a. (laughs) (laughs) This basically, it's a. uh, Just blow into a crow. It's a harmonica. (laughs) This is an ancient one. This is my great grandfather's, I believe. Wow. Um, And uh, it's basically, it's a harmonica. So you've got the. But it's also got a little thing here. Mm. You do that. You can go up an octave. And if you go in the middle, you can go... And it sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. And But then, if you do that and then do the horrible thing, that's like when the train crashes. Something I can't even do it. Well, it came to a bit of a halt. Yeah, something came to came to a bit of a, a bit a bit of a crash. I'm trying. It um, um, ran over the station master's foot. Oh, oh, oh! Can you imagine? That, that, that's got that, to smart. That's, that's got to hurt, hasn't it? Really. But yeah, so that is the uh, the Hona Chromonica. I would play more of it, but there's uh, there's people working downstairs, and so it could it could be rather intrusive. An epic new saga for the Liberator crew, the first instalment of four new adventures for Blake 7 is blasting off this week. Crossfire is a momentous arc of adventure set around the third series of the classic TV programme. Crossfire Part 1 consists of four new adventures following on from the spoils of war. Four of us down and safe. Stand by the teleport controls, Villa. And try not to pass out drunk. I resent that. You know that only happened. Where are we? The beach, believe it or not, a five-mile stretch of pure white crystal sand imported from the deserts of Pearl, reduced to sludge now. The building over there was a cocktail bar, stocked with every type of drink you've ever heard of, and plenty more beside. We should have brought Villa with us after all. Guest quarters were behind those dunes to the north. A few of them, the very most distinguished, had villas reserved for their exclusive use each standing in his own private grounds and fully staffed. If I were looking for something left behind... I agree. That sounds like the place to start. The four new tales in Crossfire Part 1 are Paradise Lost by Steve Lyons, True Believers by Simon Clarke, Resurgence by Mark Wright, and Fearless by David Breyer. 
Big finishes, Blake Seven producer promises, but that, and this is uh, John Ainsworth, by the way, uh, promises that together all three box sets of Crossfire will form a season of 12 episodes. Each episode will tell a self-contained story, but there will also be a linking story arc, which will come to a climax at the end of the season. That's a good place to come to the climax, I imagine, <laughs> rather than halfway through, and then people just sit around going, oh, well, the Liberator. Hmm. Anyway, well, it's done stuff. anyway. And there'll be a cool video trailer too. Look out for that on your our um, YouTube channel. I was going to say on your YouTube channel. Yeah. We'll, we'll invade your YouTube channel. <laughs> I've it to uh, yours. And, and our Facebook page as well. This week, Torchwood Aliens Among Us Part 2 finds the new team fully assembled with Captain Jack and Gwen Cooper joined by Mr. Colchester, the devil in a cardigan and or uh, the shape-shifting alien whose form depends on others' desires. Uh, Tyler Steele will be uh, also be stepping in from the mayor's office, although no one is sure whose side he is on. In these four new adventures, we delve deeper into the dynamics of the team and welcome the return of an old enemy of Torchwood, Billis Manger, first seen in TV in... Captain Jack Hartness at the end of Torchwood Series 1. Here, ladies and gentlemen, is the trailer. You can ring for a solicitor in due course. Screw that. I want Torchwood. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Torchwood. Aliens Among Us. Volume 2. This isn't working. It's always been like this. Not always. I don't know what's happened, Jack. But you've changed. Hey, 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 come on, Anwen. Stop crying, Mummy's still here. Mummy's always here. She'll never go away, never, ever, ever. This isn't a joke, Gwen. It's us. I need you. Oh, slow down, fella. We have got all night. Everyone, stop right where you are. Don't move. All workers, please report to Human Resources. All workers are to receive a compulsory benefits package. Everyone, listen to me. You mustn't obey. You mustn't. You can't. Oh, well. It was nice while it lasted. Big finish. We love stories. Can I help you? Sorry, mate, but you and me, have, have, have we met? I'm the caretaker, Billis Maindra. At your service. And remember, folks, Tom Price, a.k.a. Sergeant Andy Davison, will be featuring in our guest star interview in next week's Big Finish podcast. That's one to... Yeah, Yeah, one to look forward to there. You were going to read my line. I was just going to... No, I was actually just said it off the cuff and then looked down and saw that that line was there. I thought, oh, great, great minds, great minds. Yes, indeed. indeed. Now, here's a big one. The times they are a-changing, as the Bob Dylan song goes. Since 1999, Big Finish has been releasing a range of Doctor Who stories every month. And the main range, as it's come to be known, uh, has delighted us with tales featuring Peter Davis and Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy and Paul McGann, originally. Yeah. As per the wishes of our loyal listeners, we have been continuing to release CD purchases for almost 20 years, even in a market that is moving towards download only. In August uh, 2013, Big Finish made the decision to stop the CD repressing of the first 50 Doctor Who main range titles. And now it's time for the next batch. But the moment has been prepared for. 
Now, you'll have to watch out for the specific date on the Big Finish website. That'll be coming soon. Yeah, keep an eye on that. But as of that date, all the titles in the Doctor Who main range from The Wormery, first released back in November 2003, to 100, released in September 2007, will be available at special lower prices. And from that moment on, they will not be repressed. So when CD stocks are gone, they'll be gone. They will, of course, still be available as downloads. So there will be that special offer moment where you can catch up with all the ones you've perhaps missed out on uh, at special prices. That will be a limited time special offer. Uh, by the way, here's the trailer for The Wormery. You know, there was once a place where the truth really could be found in the bottom of a glass. And the more you drank, the clearer the truth became. And the only place you could go to get a drink in those heady, wicked days... Bianca's. Are you averse to a good, strong liquor, Doctor? You know who I am? I am Bianca. I am very knowledgeable. Wearyingly so. And I shall deal with this lady, Ms... A wild time. Ms. Iris Wild Time. Transtemporal adventuress extraordinaire at your service. Iris Wild Time, I want a word with you. Ugh. My nerves really can't take this. Are you true to us, my darling? Tell me, I implore you, do. Tell me you're true now, my darling. You carry our dreams with you. Why, Doctor and your friend, welcome back. Uh, we found it difficult to tear ourselves away. Iris, I'm glad to see you a little more dignified. Oh, the night's still young, lovey. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Jung, do you? <laughs> really, my dear doctor, where did you find her? All through my lives, in all the wrong places. You must not upset Sturmer and his men. We love them, and all the little things they do. And the doctor. We love the doctor. He has knowledge we need. I don't fancy him much in this incarnation. I'm sorry? All the others I do, you see. All the others. Oh, I'd be off like a shot. Never <sighs> mind, Chuck. Better look next time. The audio medium. It can be so deceptive. Now, full details of this will be published on the Big Finish website coming up this week. So do keep an eye out. This is just a tease of that news. As, as I said back in 2013, apparently, this has been quoted in the news story. <laughs> it's funny when you read out your own quote. Uh, Most other CD publishers we're aware of delete titles from their catalogues within months. We've, we've, we've previously had a policy of constantly repressing and having everything available on CD, but with the option of being able to keep everything as downloads, we felt it was time to give these titles a last hurrah as shiny discs. Also, our warehouse is not dimensionally transcendent, <laughs> and there's just too much to keep it there, and it's rather expensive to do so. So yes, that's apparently what I said back in 2013, although I didn't say the last bit, I just said that. Just now. Anyway, bit of a bombshell? You decide. Uh, but do keep an eye out for some great Doctor Who main range special offers. And there we go. Big bombshell news, perhaps? Who knows? But that's the end of this edition of the news. That's right. So uh, once this edition of the news is finished, uh, it will no longer be pressed onto CD, uh, but you will be able to access it on download or on the Big Finish app. 
It was never on a CD. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> imagine, no, no. imagine that back in the uh, back in the olden days. You had to, you have to press a CD of the podcast and mail it out to everyone. every week. Yeah, you you can send in a form in the in the back of the, uh, the you know Doctor Who magazine to get the podcast. We well, did used to do a thing called the Big Finish magazine, which was on a CD. No way. Yeah, really? and that used to come out. Uh, I can't remember when it was, but. Is it only once a year? But we used to do it a lot, anyway. Anyway, before we move on to listeners' emails, just time for the latest in the nonsense that is my Big Finish life, in which I randomly record what's going on in a day of my Big Finish work. Let's hope it's interesting. Mm. Um, So what what is it that you measure the scale of volcanic eruption so there you are it's um tuesday now and they're talking about volcanic eruptions on bbc breakfast news which is all a bit disturbing well let's not concentrate on the news that's very disturbing um so i'm about to set off again after a great day yesterday in studio which as you probably gathered was slightly marred by uh, a load of engineering work going late on the lines and so we started very late uh, all sorts of things going on during the day uh, doesn't often happen but sometimes happens which is the um, actors who've been booked suddenly not being able to make recordings and then having to uh, rebook or, or book new actors to replace them and Ken and I had a particularly difficult problem yesterday with a particular agency um, where there was also with another person I think he was either turning up today or tomorrow uh, an issue that they'd queried about our contract which we told them we couldn't alter because it basically gave them approval over which takes we used which was ridiculous Um, uh, but very difficult to to get them to respond to queries about that and whether the actor was turning up or not and also very difficult to sort out a replacement actor for another actor who couldn't make it because his previous job is overrunning um so yes you're sort of uh, ken and i were kind of uh, balancing two things at once there or maybe three things at once i also managed because of the delays on the train to get quite a bit of writing done which uh, and the time just whizzes past when I'm doing that so that was that was quite productive really for me and also I had ongoing emails about um, sending off uh, contracts to Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred for next week's recording of Red Planets and uh, the week after the recording of The Dispossessed and, and conversations on email with Jamie Anderson about the casting of those productions as well. I think that covers everything. Better head off for the train. Luckily, it's not raining today, which I'm very relieved about. It means I don't have to uh, wear a raincoat and have my umbrella out. So trouble is, you see, when you live in this country and it's not the summer, <laughs> even when it is the summer, you don't quite trust... That it's not going to rain so you know i quite often have an umbrella in my bag all these details are i'm sure fascinating one of the other things on my mind is uh, this week's podcast i usually record it on uh, thursday friday or saturday and edit it on the day that i've recorded it and it goes live on the sunday of every week 
and so I'm just trying to work out whether or not there'll be time to do a, a record with Benji because Benji, you know, it's, the podcast is always better when Benji is in it. And I'm thinking that maybe either I'll be able to snatch some time on Wednesday night if Benji's available to do an evening. I don't really like to impose on his free time. Uh, or br- very briefly early in the morning on Thursday before I head off to go to Port Marion for this prisoner event where I'm doing the live prisoner drama which doesn't somehow seem real at the moment, but I know it's going to be quite um, a challenge. So I'm sort of pleased with myself that um, I might have done something clever with the transport today because uh, my train from home to London Bridge was cancelled this time so I had to go by a different route and therefore miss the train from London Bridge to Tunbridge Wells. I hope you're keeping um, all these details in your head because this is of course fascinating. (laughs) Uh, But I was able to get a train to Sevenoaks, a fast one that went direct to Sevenoaks and hopefully it's shot ahead of the train I missed at London Bridge, which I will now pick up in six minutes' time. Uh, during the journey, I was able to sort something out with David Richardson by email. Everything seems to be by email um, about the cover for the first Doctor Adventures, which we discovered quickly after releasing it that we had the Empire State Building on it, um, which of course hadn't been built at the point at which uh, the story was set. Someone very helpfully pointed that out, so we quickly had changed it to the Statue of Liberty. But then, of course, we discovered that the Statue of Liberty we had on our front, new front cover was, in fact, a modern one covered in sort of greenish copper, whereas it should actually be one that was more copper-coloured. It would have been more copper-coloured around about that time in the 1930s. And so I was trying to work out why that version wasn't on our website but it is now, so thank goodness for that. So what I normally do is get a train to Tunbridge Wells and um, and get a cab from there to the studio, uh, audio sorcery, but I realised I was on a train too that actually went to the next station, Wadhurst, which is slightly closer to the studio, so I phoned Paul Midcalf, who runs audio sorcery, uh, and he very kindly said he'll come and pick me up in his car, so that'll be nice. We will shortly be arriving at Wadhurst. Here we go. We have uh, three studios we use, in case you didn't know. Um, Currently, anyway, uh, there's the Moat Studios, which we've used for the longest, uh, run by Toby Robinson, who um, is responsible for the uh, now virtually legendary uh, Big Finish lunches. And that's the studio I suppose we use the most. And uh, then there's the Sound House, which is uh, a very swish uh, multi studio facility. 
and uh, then there's this audio sorcery which we first started working in after we first started working with Tom Baker because it's relatively near to where Tom lives it's just a short drive for him and so we now also use it for um, other productions other than the Tom Baker audios quite often because the other studios are busy I think we've got stuff in the moat and the sound house at the moment but also because we love it here so everyone's very nice very old-fashioned old station out in the middle of nowhere. There's Paul waiting for me in the car. Hello, oh sir. good it is you yes yeah. I just opened the door without seeing who what, who it was. <laughs> I could just see your shirt it's very distinctive. Uh, horrible, horrible shirt Paul get rid of it. How was the ride this morning? Was it slightly better? It was better, uh, although they did cancel my train from uh, London Bridge. But then I did an amazingly clever thing, mm. which was get on a train that went fast to Seven Oaks. Mm. So I overtook the train from London Bridge and caught it at Seven Oaks. Hey? Well, I'd say that, I don't know whether it was that one or not. It's a good way of doing it. It's Kent there, yeah. Um, I suspect he will be by the time we get there. Right. Give or take a few minutes. He wasn't when I left. Are you talking to that on the train? A little bit. Yeah. I'm turning it off now. Hello there. Hello there. Hello so Lisa you're going now but you know <laughs> what, what are you doing here I'm doing a documentary about uh, my week at Big Finish your week at Big Finish and you've I'm, just, I'm, I'm you've a special just, guest appearance yes and you've I've just turned up unannounced because I, f I feel, you know, I need to get in on the act. No, I'm here collecting camera equipment. Yeah, you bought something. I bought there. something. Was from it a bargain? It was a bargain, actually. And I don't, I don't, don't tell him. I thought it was quite a bargain. But the one thing I know about the, you know, Paul's, Paul's equipment, as it were, is that he keeps it in, he keeps it in tip top. He keeps it in. Oh dear. Oh, Ken, tell us to be quiet. Tell us to be quiet in an audio recording. Oh, no, he keeps it in tip, 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 tip top uh, condition. So I thought I'm going to take advantage of that. Good excuse to come down to the countryside. Yeah. Have lunch with a friend. Yeah. Oh, it's sunshine. Oh, it's it like is. yesterday. It's quite hot. So how's your week been then, Nick? Well, so far quite busy. You know, we were recording Sherlock Holmes yesterday and um, had all sorts of interesting casting difficulties with actors dropping out and Ken and I co-producing no. this. Me acting, him directing, trying to do all that at Daddy. the same time. I know, it's all fine now. It's a shocking it's state right. of affairs. Right. I'll just have to do some contracts today. Oh, it's, it's, it's all work, it no is. play. What's that, going that's, on? The, that's the central message of this little documentary. Oh, I see, it's to make people feel sorry for you, you know. <laughs> Because you've got such a terrible life, and you just—it's it, like stuffing chickens in a factory. I mean, how could you possibly do that? That's with right. It? I love it all, though. I know you do. Anyway, nice to Bye. see you. Take care. Mwah. Mwah. Have a good week. Yes. Have Drive safely. I know you won't. I know you're a maniac behind the wheel. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> Bye. Cheerio. Bye.
So, um, what I'm doing at the moment is uh, actually not playing Sherlock Holmes and reading in uh, other characters uh, because of the way the cast is split up over several days. So I don't know who I'm reading. Joe, do you know who I'm reading in? I couldn't tell you. Oh. That makes well, someone needs to know what's going on, but it's not me. Joe, yes. where would you like Henry? Hello, Harry. Hello. Who am I reading in, by the way? Yeah, Grace. Pardon? Grace. Grace. Okay. Do you know the page? Yes. He does, but he's not going to tell me. What? What page? What page? Guess. <laughs> uh, is it the next page? 43. This is the old uh, iPad Pro here. Very good. Right. And here's a little interview I did with Jonathan Barnes, who writes our Sherlock Holmes scripts. And the lunches are great. Um... So uh, I've been putting together this documentary of, of, of one of my weeks at Big Finish and sort of visiting here, and you know, and you happen to be here on one of these days. What's what's your impression of the the level of industry in in Big Finish and what goes on behind the scenes? Well, it's always an extraordinary kind of machine, Big Finish. I mean, it it, it punches so far above its weight. I think in terms of the kind of people you get in, in terms of the volume of work yeah, you yeah. produce. Um, across an extraordinary number of ranges and, you know, and there's really really good stuff being done at Big Finish it's really really um, you know absolutely top flight work well, and, being done and you've witnessed Ken and I trying to sort out some casting difficulties with other productions in between uh, yeah you can see I suppose that there's quite a bit of multitasking goes on yes and you both wear a, a huge amounts of, of hats metaphorical hats and <laughs> on some days literal ones um, as well I mean it's I think the amazing thing is that the quality keeps up with the quantity of the stuff that you produce. And I think, you know, speaking from my own experience, you know, it's all done. It's all done from a place of love, really. You know, we're all fans of these awful word properties, which I don't like, or franchises, which I hate just as much, really. They're all fans. Of, we're all fans of these characters and these worlds. And, yeah. Um, you know, we just want to come and tell stories and explore, explore these these characters' um, lives. I was going to say when you said about the sheer volume, it is it's the love of it that gets us through. And if we don't love it, there's no point, is there really? No, yeah. We get you know if if it ever gets cynical, if it ever feels that you know you're just putting out a product, um, then that's the that's the point to step away from it. It um, is. But you know, we're certainly speaking for myself. You know, in the Sherlock Holmes range, we're you know we're nowhere near that. No, point. well, I, and I don't feel anywhere near that with my work for Big Finish actually. Um, because I am a little bit like Sherlock Holmes in being a child, a child's impression of a grown-up. <laughs> Just why I like playing, I suppose. Anyway, thank you very much, Jonathan. Thank you, Nicholas. Here we, here we are. We're, gonna, we're going back to London, aren't we, Richard? No, Nick. We've got you on the wrong train. <laughs> oh no. This, this is from a podcast documentary about the day's work. Ah. <laughs> Thank you for your full and frank comments. You're a bit zonked after the day, Lucy. I'm a little tired. Oh. Oh. 
I bet we're on the wrong carriage. Good afternoon, welcome aboard this oh. service to London Charing Cross. That's right. This train is now formed of 12 coaches all the way up to London. Yeah. And we'll be calling it High Brooms, Tunbridge, yeah. Seven Oaks, Orpington, London Bridge, yeah. London Waterloo East, and London Charing Cross. Any passengers travelling to Charing Cross, please note you will not be able to alight from the rear coach. All other stations have 12 coach platforms. That's all right. Yeah, Toilets on this train are located in coaches 2, 3, 6, 7, 10 and 11. First class seating areas are provided. These are clearly marked areas for passengers. So Lucy, you do a lot of work for Big bars. Finish. Yes. To what do you attribute this? I'm clearly quite cheap. <laughs> I must check. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I love, I love yeah. Big Finish. And I'm very pleased to keep coming back. Oh, we love you too. Thank you. I didn't look at you when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not as close as the last podcast we did. Oh, yeah, that was a bit inappropriate. Yeah, it was, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm moving. I've only got, I've only got one cheek on. <laughs> Thank you. I'm turning this on. Now. Well, there you have it. Yeah. And in next week's instalment, some other stuff. <laughs> will be happening <laughs> uh, time now for listeners emails and what more can i say about emails that i haven't already said before i mean they are almost literally everything to me every essence of my being am i exaggerating you decide anyway if you'd like to take part do email us at podcast at bigfinish.com that's p o d C A S T at bigfinish.com. <laughs> Even I couldn't stand that the anguish of that anymore. Um, so yes, yeah, so I first up this one is from our old friend Dean Harrison. Hello, Nick and Benji. Hello, Dean. Listen, while you're doing this, I'm just gonna check and see how my roast potatoes are doing. Okay. <laughs> Do carry on. Oh, okay. Um not that I want to be labelled as the identifier of bizarre instruments. Your latest edition sounded like a kalimba or a thumb piano. Uh, that's what you get from having a son who is a big fan of Bear McCreary. Um, it was a kalimba, and you are correct. It could be interpreted as a thumb piano. We like to call it a coconut with bits of metal stuck to it. Um, been doing a lot more gardening recently, which also means a lot more big finish, as I make a good accompaniment to pottering around in the garden, except for listening to Night of the Trivids, as I discovered. Uh, this time was the turn of The Prisoner. I have to say that I'd not really thought it would work, being a show very uh, de uh, definitely, definitively of its time. Uh, but when you did the 50th anniversary offers, having just had the I met a man today tease on the podcast. I thought, why not? So the podcast tease clearly works. And I have to say, I loved it. I might even go so far as to say it works better in audio than it ever did on TV. Wow, Dean, that's nice. That's I've it. just come back from the potatoes to hear that. How are they doing? They're okay. They're quite cooked. So I've had to turn them down. Yeah, yeah. Love, love a roast potato, though. Oh, yeah. I'm having a carvery tomorrow, so... Yeah, <laughs> Very nice. Got to hold out. 
Um, uh, the mind games uh, approach comes over a lot more clearly. Either that or I'm older and wiser. And the, the adaptation of old stories is astounding. I couldn't see how Schizoid Man would work without visuals, but you managed it. Same goes with Many Happy Returns. Also, loving the nice little nods with the village having Lithuania, Morocco and Wales all mooted as the location, tackling the number one issue from the original finale, or finale depending on how you say it, early, and even Anderson S. travel tubes on the moon base. (laughs) Uh, Also, like the way that it still feels like it's set in the 60s, but many of the latest things are from the present day. And whilst Mark is fantastic as number six, Helen Goldwyn as the voice of the village just paints all that quirky architecture and costumes right into your mind's eye. An inspired performance. Oh, brilliant. Uh, looking forward to volume three, uh, you could perhaps do a, Car- a Caribbean-themed episode of The Prisoner and use the kalimba <laughs> as chimes before any tunnel announcements. <laughs> love it, love it. Do it, Nick, do it. Um, also been catching up on the main range, and whilst listening to The Widow's Assassin, I spent ages trying to figure out what was up with the sound until you revealed Wolsey was part sheep. Oh, there you go. Bah. Um, on, <laughs> on the subject of the new website, uh, a really useful page would be one that shows what has just been released and what is about to be released in the next couple of months across all the ranges, assuming that you have all your titles in a database backend with the release dates. That should be easy for some tech boffins to, dis- to deliver. Oh, well. Cheers, Dean. So, yes, thanks, Dean. Um, the, uh, yes, thanks for all you say about the prisoner. I can only sit back and enjoy that lovely praise. Thank Great you. review, actually. Yeah, Great really. Uh, obviously, we had to put that email in. <laughs> um, I would say that last point you make, saying, oh, having that really useful page, we already have it. You just haven't found it, obviously. Listen, let me show you where it is. If you go to the main, if you go to the home page, well, it, and then if you go across the top, you see you've got home, ranges, news, events, what's new. Press what's new. That is the page you're looking for. It says, for example, at the moment, it says October releases. Yeah? And it releases, it, it shows everything that's released in October. And it also shows you, shows you what is released and tells you what's coming soon in October. Which is, you know, basically the list I read at the end of each podcast. And there's a previous month button and you press previous month and that will tell you everything was out in the previous month also there's a next month so you can carry it you can move into the future and see what's coming up you see see it's good isn't it so it's already there and that functionality will be on the new site as well <clears throat> right next up this one from andy ritz hello benji and nick or nick and benji or whatever you'd like to be called today i'd like to be called herbert brian i just fin- <laughs> pardon brian <laughs> Brian, that's good. They called him Brian. Uh, I just finished listening to the absolutely smashingly brilliant The Outliers by Simon Guerrier. And what a treat that was to hear. Wills was absolutely brilliant in it. I think you mean Annika Wills. I can't call Annika Wills. How can you just call her Wills? Wills? Wills, Are you chewing? (laughs) (laughs) Hines and Chapman were delightful, even though I sent them for detention. The guest cast was great. And, and more than that, I'm going to throw the board rubber at them. 
That was my bad effect at Foley, that bad attempt at Foley. I liked Foley it, there. I liked it. Thanks, it was, it was I strong. I hurt my hand while doing it. Uh, <laughs> and more than that, the writing was just so good. I was so creeped out by the ending of the second part of the story as the Doctor's last words echo back at him just before the monster drags him under the water. Ooh, are we giving too much away? 10 out of 10, great job. And really, I'd like to just express how pleased I am with the work you guys do for the classic Doctors who are sadly no longer with us. I can't wait to hear next month's story and I can't wait to hear whatever else you may have ride, hiding, riding, hiding in the wings for the first and second Doctors. Dun, da, 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 da. It's riding along like the Valkyries in the wings. Uh, all the best, Andy Ritz. And we, we made all the jokes about biscuits before, didn't we? When yeah, we, I think we've, we've done that. Yeah, we've, we've done the biscuits to death. Although I was asked this morning, what colour towel would you like? And I, and because buying some new towels. And I said, mm. I'd like one that's... Custard cream yellow. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd, I'd like that too. It's a really yummy sort of, a nice sort of, you know, custard cream. My current yellow. ones are grey, so they already look like they're dirty. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why Steph bought them. I thought you were going to say, my current ones are bourbon brown. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Or Sainsbury's Shortcake Biscuity beige. Oh, I like that. I do like that. I think you say Sainsbury's carrier bag orange. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we advertising Sainsbury's? Don't know. Uh, Don't other know. supermarkets are available, including Tesco's, Morrison's, Aldi, Little, um, uh, Waitrose. Wait, Waitrose. Anyway. So, moving on then. Uh, this is the final email for the day, and this one is from James C. Ferguson. Hello, Big Finish. Hello. I was listening to last week's podcast, and whilst I could ask you if you're going to do new Unbound stories with the new series elements, uh, or if you're going to do a story with the 8th and 4th Doctors after excellent chemistry in The Light at the End, or even if you think you'll do a classic Monsters versus New Monsters series, I want to ask about the Coconut Kalimba. Um, <laughs> do you know what? That Kalimba is just... Absolutely <laughs> taken off, Nick. I mean, it's, a, it's really gone. I really, I really thought people would be saying enough of the kalimba, you know. But the opposite seems to have happened. Seems to have all got a bit, bit kalimba crazy. Yeah, yeah. My wife is extremely musical. She has a beautiful singing voice and can play the piano, guitar, and ukulele. A few years ago, we stopped sending out Christmas cards and instead began putting together homemade Christmas albums that we record in our basement and mix when the kids are, when the kids are asleep. That's really wow. quite funky, isn't it? Samples here if you're curious, and that's at https uh, dot dot slash slash soundcloud dot com forward slash mbf dash three. Um, really well, f- we'll play it. I think I'll edit in a clip there, I think. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Up by my house, stop the reindeer paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus. I really felt like I was on some kind of sort of star base then. HTTPS dot dot slash slash soundcloud dot com slash MBF dash three. Over. Yes, we're receiving you loud and clear. Stand by for shuttle touchdown. Shuttle touchdown initiated. Waiting on your arrival. Uh, forward slash... Here it comes. So are we playing KPM moon landing music? 
that was pretty good, wasn't it? That Even was good. Um, when slight problem when when you were landing your shuttle, it was meant to be on the surface of the planet, not in the middle of the uh, control room. Uh, just making my way across uh, the uh, moon surface. Understood. Uh, I think I've um, I think I'm talking into a uh, bottle. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's well. it. Uh, <laughs> I was going to try and talk through this to see what that would do, but it's, it's not really done a lot, to be honest. I, I That's just what I used to try to do to be a Cyberman when I was a kid. I had a little, I had a little mouth organ. I just put it in my mouth and tried to talk through it because I thought, well, they sound all sing-songy. It was the Tenth Planet ones, you know. I also yeah. stuffed a... Yeah. <laughs> I, I stuffed a, a wooden stool up my um, jumper to, to, for a chest unit. That's quite good. That's quite yeah. good. I like that. Yeah, and I did something with a hairdryer, but I'm not sure what. <laughs> anyway, could, you, where were we? You could have wrapped the... the coil around your, your belt and stuck it in your pocket, maybe. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I was just getting crazy Shocking. flashbacks of wearing a wash basket on my head, pretending to be um, Field Major uh, Lynx. Steyer. Steyer. Field Major Steyer, yeah. What am I talking about? Crazy. I've gone, I've gone mad, he says, as he holds up his... Some Taran DVDs. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, where were we with James uh, yes. C. Ferguson? Uh, so far, we've done a variety of songs and have incorporated guitar slash uh, a guitar brackets acoustic piano slide mm. whistle kazoo brackets exclamation mark uh, close brackets uh, a child's <laughs> toy accordion uh, a child's toy mm. tambourine and the ukulele. My question to you is this: besides the coconut kalimba. What other unusual instruments would you recommend uh, as possible Christmas presents? Two caveats. We have neither a lot of space nor money. Okay. So, I mean, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the Christmas bells. Just saying. Not that unusual, but an essential. uh, If you're going to have, you know, a studio, have the Christmas bells. Not cowbell bells. I suddenly realised, I think we've got some cowbells. I love a cowbell. Hold on a sec. I'm just going to go and get it. <laughs> Talk to the Just looking around to see if there's any, any funky instruments. I mean, obviously, the jaw harp goes without saying, doesn't it, really? Um. God, Nick's like some kind of mystical one-man band sort of chap, isn't he? Blimey, what is... <laughs> what on earth? I mean, where you do you might, keep all these wacky I'm just things? My head, but, I mean, why have I got these? I mean, that is. Oh, that is amazing. They are very good, actually. They sound do brilliant. You, they do, don't they? Do you know, it's suddenly. I haven't thought about these for. Oh, they're so blooming noisy. I'm putting them on the floor. <laughs> I haven't thought about those for ages, but um, Steph bought them and they, they just hang in our kitchen with all the stuff, you know, all the, you know, uh, ladles and things hanging up. She just put, bought some cowbells and put them there. Quite a nice thing to, to hang in the kitchen. Yeah. So every time you go and pick up a spoon or something, you go... <laughs> well, what, well, quite frankly, why not is, is really... And there's three of them, you see. Look, there's, there's this one, this mummy cowbell. And there's Daddy Cowbell. And there's Baby Cowbell. <laughs> it's like it's like sort of cra- crazy Nick's bedtime stories. <laughs> Mummy Cowboy, Daddy Cowboy, and 
cowboy and baby cowbell. Uh, it's, let's just stop at crazy Nick. <laughs> well, I've, I'm gonna. My instrument of choice, I would have to say, is probably a melodica. Oh, what's I'm thinking that? about it because I remember being utterly baffled by this great instrument. So I went to this gig, and I think the band was called something like yeah. Peggy and the Pirates. It was some <laughs> band which I've never heard of since. Um, but they had it's basically it's a little keyboard. It's like a little yeah, tiny huh? keyboard and a little sort of plastic tube. And you can blow and into you it. You blow yeah. into the tube, and then you can play the um, the instruments. And it sort of sounds a little bit like an accordion, but it slightly does, but yeah. slightly more impressive. Yeah, um, yeah. So I would I would go all out on uh, the melodica. Actually, I think you can get sort of shorter versions that don't have a tube, and you just play them. You just hold them to your mouth and yes. blow into them and play that. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that would be called if that's a. Oh, I think that is exactly. I think yeah. I think I think you can. That is just a melodica. You can either have the tube or yeah. not. Yeah, a tubeless melodica or a, yeah, a tube full. A tube full, <laughs> tube full of melodica. Um, well, so James rather uh, dangerously promises that he says you can be certain that if you recommend something and I get it for Christmas, I will almost certainly have to also play her your response to my question on the podcast. Well, there we go. This is it. Yeah. So let's make sure it's cheap and cheerful as opposed to we've had to remortgage our house to get those cowbells, Nick. <laughs> the wife is not happy. I'm replacing <laughs> just to prove it was you and not me. <laughs> He also com- he also apologises that the sentence was a grammatical mess, but <laughs> he said, "If it's late and I'm tired, I will now buck up and go to bed." Well, so you should. So you should. Uh, yeah, and thanks in advance. He says, and keep up the excellent work. He says, thank you, best James C. Ferguson. Well, we uh, we did say, and finally, but I couldn't finish the emails without this rather lovely one from Nathan Gervais. He says, hello, gents. Uh, I keep, I'll keep this short and sweet. On Friday, my mum had a stroke. We got lucky, and it was a fairly minor one, and she received fantastic attention. Hopefully, by the time you guys read this, she will be at home for almost a week. Anyway, part of being kept in the ICU involved the nurses checking up on my mother every few hours and asking her questions to make sure she was alert and all that. Uh, The end result was that she didn't get a lot of sleep. Uh, They turned the lights off fairly early so mum could not read. Uh, As a solution, I lent her my iPad so she could watch Netflix or Amazon Prime. I walked in this morning as visiting hours started and asked how her night was and if she uh, was watching anything interesting. She then started talking about Sherlock Holmes and I thought she had stumbled across an older TV show or movie. Turns out she had opened up my Big Finish listening app and listened to a couple of Sherlock Holmes stories I had downloaded. She loved them, said they brought her back to when she was a child and listened to a lot of radio and wanted to know if I had more. As noted, hopefully she gets released uh, tomorrow, but for her last night in hospital, she'll be listening to you, Nick, as the great detective. So thanks for all you guys do. Your productions helped provide a scared woman who means the world to me some comfort and allowed her to escape from feeling like she was trapped in a hospital bed. That means a lot. I can hardly wait to hear about the next set of Sherlock Holmes stories, and neither can my mom. Thank you, really, best Nathan Gervais. That's so lovely of you to send that uh, and to share that with us, Nathan. And uh, really pleased that, you know, we can help in some small way and, and hope your mum's feeling a lot better. Yeah, hope your mum is okay. Hope your mum's okay. Uh, interestingly enough, talking of Sherlock Holmes, I've just purchased um, a, a Study in Scarlet, the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I'd do some, do some reading. Yeah. And, yeah, so I'll let you know how that goes. 
Well, and th th there'll be a new Sherlock Holmes release, uh, a special one coming out at Christmas, you know, for us. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah there we go. So the, the Fleet Street Transparency, it's called. That's a scoop, I think. Anyway, more news on that later. And, there, and there'll be a box set in March. Yeah. There we go. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the emails. That's right. It has come to a close. And like oh. the great detective himself... It is going to embark in a horse-drawn carriage and scurry off on its adventures into Victorian London. I don't know why I'm doing that with my hand. It's sort of look like I'm directing it's very entertaining. Look like I'm directing traffic, doesn't I? <laughs> come on, come on. Yes, there we go. That is the end. Time now for our guest star interview. It's actor Jamie Glover. He's currently appearing as Harry Potter in the West End stage production. And he did, of course, play William Russell in An Adventure in Space and Time. I, I do realise someone, one of our dear emailers, emailed in to say that I was getting the title of that wrong. I kept calling it Adventures in Space and Time rather than An Adventure in Space and Time. What's the matter with me? Anyway, uh, William Russell played Ian Chesterton in, in Doctor Who. And so we've cast Jamie as Ian Chesterton in our first Doctor Adventures, naturally, coming out next year. Uh, I had a chance to chat to Jamie during the studio sessions for the first Doctor Adventures. Here is our chat forthwith. <laughs> Hello, Jamie Glover. Hello. Welcome to the Big Finish podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. Good, good. Um, this is all entirely frivolous. Very good. Yeah. I only do frivolity. Yeah. yeah. And there's no, it's not a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first question is entirely egotistical. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, well, maybe you will know the answer. I think I know the answer. I'm already which scared is that when, did, when, <laughs> when did we first meet? <sighs> Was it on the set of Adventure in Space and Time? It, I think it might have I, been. Had you done any big finish before that? Or? That's a very good question. I'm not sure I had. It was one or the other, wasn't it? It was. It was yeah. either, either, it was either there or there. <laughs> <laughs> it was bizarre for me because I did the music for a counter. You did an episode of a thing we do called Countermeasures. Well, you played a villain. <laughs> it's drawn a blank on Oh, you. that's right, yes. Yeah, you were a sort of villain. I, right? I, I was, but I, I, I didn't know that that was... Yes, of course I did. Yes, I did know that it was separate from the... Yes, I did, yes. And I did the I music did, yes, for I, it. I, did you? And I, and I was... So, you know what I mean? When you do the music for something, you hear actors in your yes. head constantly. You're going back and forth, back and of forth course. over it. So, so I was quite familiar with you, but probably before I met you, mm. I was familiar with your voice very right. much so. Um, but I might have met you at a big Finnish Day convention. That's I, entirely I'm, possible, right. yeah. But yes, yeah. certainly on the set of Adventures in Space and Time. Yes, yes, yes. And you yeah. had to do your bit being shot by a Dalek and all that, didn't you? Indeed so. That's exactly right. I remember yeah. hearing you practising over and over again to yourself, <laughs> my legs, my legs, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> That's right. Well, of course, when you're, when you're recreating something um, which is very beloved by people, and um, as we know, Nobody in the Doctor Who fan base pays any attention to. You want to make sure you get it right, um, yeah. and uh, so yeah, the, the few clips that we had of of, uh, of of the original footage, I wanted to make sure that, that we got it right. So yeah, I'm sure I was pacing the corridors. 
I said to Claudia when I uh, was having my wig put on to mm. play the man who did the Dalek voice, that's probably why you wouldn't have recognised me. That's true too, I did look yeah, completely absolutely, different. yeah. Um, I kept hearing the sounds of of an old Doctor Who episode wafting mm. around the makeup room and it was Claudia listening and the loop <laughs> yeah, to bits. Yeah, I kept yeah, hearing yeah. bits of strange music. Absolutely, it absolutely. It was a very it was a very peculiar and very very satisfying experience actually because walking on to the set of the TARDIS for the first time was I mean, I, I, I am I, I was a fan of Doctor Who as I grew up but but not not like the hardcore dedicated fans but even for me a shiver went down the spine and i and i'm even i am too too young to remember the uh, uh, the william hartnell days but no absolutely the a shiver went down the spine it was it was it was one of those moments actually it really was yeah, it was yeah. it was it was very very peculiar it's one of Mark Gatiss's favourite things to invite mm. friends along and take them down to the set but not <laughs> tell them where they were going and just watch their faces as they were. And he did exactly that. Yeah. And he said, oh, uh, come here, Briggsy. And he took me down. I, went, oh, <laughs> I burnt yeah. my finger on one of the um, control bits of the console. Did the you? little ping pong ball thing. Because yep. I thought, oh, I wonder whether that moves around. I put it and it was like white hot. Was it recreation of 60s health and safety? Yes. That's what it was. See, that's how detailed they were. <laughs> oh. That told me off for touching yeah. that. Okay, on with the frivolous questions. Mm. What's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Well, this this is being... I mean, t- to come back and get a chance to, to join Claudia and Gemma and, and David doing doing this has been great because we did think that that was a one-off and sort of by its very nature because it was a film about the making of the first ever Doctor Who. It felt like it might be um, uh, just a one-off thing. And there were sort of joking remarks to, or maybe get, we can get you back and film the Marco Polo episodes. And all that. <laughs> but but uh, so even if that hasn't happened, the fact that there has been a future life, it's been, it's been really thrilling, actually. And I think we've all slipped back into a groove quite quickly. So, yeah. no, it's been, it's been great fun. And what's tingling your molecules about, I'm just trying a different stress on the question, um, about entertainment in general. This is like a snapshot of what you're enjoying in you know, a TV, a book, film, any, anything you like that you're really liking at the moment. Well, um, the thing that uh, I'm working in the theatre at the moment, so I don't get a chance to watch much TV, but uh, we do, me and my partner, we have a a, a guilty, guilty uh, pleasure. It's not not a guilty pleasure at all, actually, because it's brilliant. Body, uh, um, 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 uh, bloodline. Uh, oh, that's which on Netflix. On Netflix, it? yeah. What which is, is it? It's okay. uh, it's a series with Kyle Chandler and uh, Ben Mendelsohn and uh, Sissy Spacek and Sam Shepard, and it's about a. Uh, uh, a family in the Florida Keys and the black sheep of the family returns and kind of turns the family upside down. The first series was completely brilliant. The second, less so, but the third, which I'm nearly at the end of now, is back to form. And it's top, top, top TV. Wow. So that's being, that's being very, very exciting. So it's not a guilty pleasure at all. No. It's just a pleasure. Well, that's interesting yeah. you said about guilty pleasures because mm. my next question, the standard mm. question I ask is, what's your entertainment guilty pleasure something that you know oh, i just want also your reaction to my guilty pleasure which is um i think i need cha- to hear that first chalet girl oh i don't even know what that is oh, that's good, very disappointing good. i'm I sorry was, i was really roundly <laughs> mocked by billy piper for saying that she went, what it's a teenage girls movie she said it is it's just you know it's yeah. um 
I feel quite proud I didn't know in that case. Yes, yes. quite. Yeah. quite. Um, uh, oh, guilty pleasure. I, I, I don't know. I'm very bad at watching television. and yeah, that's a, Or any entertainment, en- like a, a book, a, a trashy book. Uh, or, um, I don't know. I like a lot of football. Is that, uh, that, that, in, well, as far it, as I'm concerned, that's a guilty in, pleasure. In, 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 in my house, that's a guilty pleasure. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm made to feel a bit guilty about it. But um, what's, what's your team? Donna Mosper. Whisper it. We're going to win the league. <laughs> I love asking football fans to say the name of their team. They always say it like that. Like With it's due reverence. Hallow- yeah. yeah, like, it, like it's a, an ancient relic. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's good times if you're a Spurs fan. Yeah, all the uh, Arsenal fans are clicking off right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any football fans are listening to this podcast. I don't know. It's, it, they may, they may. And, and finally, what, what about your upcoming plans uh well uh, uh at the moment i am in the theater i am uh doing a play until the end of may and then we'll see what the world brings do you not want to say what the play is it's harry potter and the cursed child <laughs> and who are you playing i'm playing harry potter hey! yes which is which is tremendous yeah i'm having having an amazing time amazing time Brilliant. Well, thanks ever so much. And the next thing I'm going to do is get you to sign my son's autograph book. Splendid. Absolute pleasure. Under no circumstances, Briggs. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. And he did indeed sign my son's autograph book. I always feel a bit sneaky getting people to sign that and everyone always thinks it's for me. But my name isn't Ben. They say, yeah, yeah, I bet your name really is Ben, is it? I said, can you sign this for my son? They say, oh, what's his name? Nick. (laughs) <laughs> anyway it's a nice thing to do though nice thing to do and now it's time for the randomoid selectatron cue that epic music oh right okay what have we got? so for those who don't know what it is we pluck a random release from the huge big finish archive and then we chat about it i'm ready to it, more. it's what dark it? shadows oh. number 20 the lost girl Ooh, the Lost Girl. But first up, here's the trailer. Dark Shadows, The Lost Girl. My name is Josette Dupre. I was born in the year of our Lord, 1774. I died in 1795. This is the story of my final journey. This is how I came to be here. found guilty of your crimes, then drawn down into the darkness where you belong, and I'll be restored. You'll burn for eternity, Angelique. You will burn, and your screams will be the music that soothes me as I sleep. The Dark Lord tricked me. He said I could win back my soul, but instead I was damned. I was tricked into gambling away my soul. What is this place? How did I get here? The beasts did their job. They brought you to me. No! (gasps) It seems you have a chance at redemption. You have one hour. If you fail, you and your soul will remain the Dark Lord's property. My fangs sink into the artery, and blood rushes into my mouth, warm and coppery, and oh, so much better than wine. All those who walk the dark path claim they were tricked.
great cover, this one. Real lovely. In, in fact, this is almost quite perfect because it, we're approaching Halloween. You know, everybody's entitled yeah. to a, a bit of a chilling. Uh, it's, it's the month of witching and chills and frights. And so what better than vampires by the looks of this? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, and um, uh, it, it stars Catherine Lee Scott, one of the original cast of Dark Shadows, I believe. And Rebecca Starb and Nigel Fares, who's an old, old, lovely friend of mine. Hope is his cruelest torment. Josette Dupre Collins gambled her soul and lost it in an ill-conceived bid to destroy her rival, Angelique. Now the Dark Lord has sent his emissary to bring Josette to her place in hell. Wow, that came out in 2011. Hope you enjoyed the trailer. We thoroughly recommend it, as has been documented before. I don't know much about Dark Shadows, but I'm really, really pleased that we do it. And uh, the guys, uh, uh, Joseph uh, Lidster. I was going to say Josette List- Lidster because I was... Josette Lidster gambled his soul. <laughs> and, uh, and David Darlington do a fantastic job with it. So thoroughly recommended Dark Shadows, The Lost Girl. Thanks, Ran. Yeah, cheers, Ram, for that one. You are always, always on topic. I was going to say, you're always on time. Uh, it was really on topic with, with Halloween coming up. Yeah. Ran seems to do it, and I'm not even joking. It really is a case of clicking it and it comes up. I have no way interfering with Ran's algorithms no. at all. And so, as the podcast slowly fizzles out like an old Alka-Seltzer tablet, which is way beyond its sell-by date, just time for Nick to let us know what's great to listen to from Big Finish right now. Doctor Who, the behemoth, the beer moth, the behemoth, a purely historical story, however you want to pronounce it, starring Colin Baker as the Sixth Doctor, commissioned at his request. Yeah, mm. He said, I want to do pure historical stories, so we did it for him. Uh, and he had a lovely time doing it, and the result is superb. It's dealing with the issue of slavery in the 18th century in Britain. It's a corker. It's getting great reviews. Doctor Who short trips, all hands on deck, a superb story for the Doctor's granddaughter, Susan, read by Caroline Ford and written by Eddie Robson. Lovely reviews, too. The Tony and Cassandra mysteries and the Tony Cassandra collection, uh, both from Dark Shadows, of course. We previewed it last week. Do go back and listen if you missed it, and it should all be coming into the podcast range, so you should be able to listen to those podcasts soon on your Big Finish app. Very classy production. Uh, Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, The Outliers, a second Doctor adventure with Fraser Hines and Annika Wills, or Hines and Wills, as our emailer today said, who who enjoyed it greatly. Yeah. Um, Part one of this is available for free on the website, so if you haven't tried it yet, give yourself a little treat. There you go. Thanks for that one, Nick. Uh, The first 15 minutes of Crossfire, part one from Blake 7, will be a long at any moment, uh, just as soon as the cows pass. Uh, there they go. <laughs> Lovely stuff. There's an awful lot of them, aren't there? Well, don't, no, no, don't come back. No, no, just, just go that way. Go, go. Oh, I just <sighs> fell onto the sofa. <laughs> it's cow carnage here. <laughs> Chili cow carnage. Kawanage, as we like to call it Kawanage. in the cow industry. <laughs> that was Nicholas Briggs, their representative of the Cow Farmers Association. 
Uh, a coalition, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> How we amuse ourselves. Oh, yes. <clears throat> oh, yes. Are we amusing anyone else? That's the question. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. But who cares? That is the beauty of it all. Um, but just before we say goodbye, anything to add, Nick, with your calculator? <laughs> I'd like to divide, actually. <laughs> um, I um, No, because my, I'm really worried about my potatoes. Yes, yes, it is a common worry of people of your type, you see. Yes, I completely understand. I've seen four potatoes and a cabbage today. Um, I recommend you check the oven, um, take it easy, and have some Pepto-Bismol if you get any trouble after that. Okay, yes, and I'll put some Yorkshire puddings in and some frozen peas and make some gravy. Absolutely. What type of gravy, may I add? Just bistro? Uh, or are you going, going all out on the red onion? Caroline. Oh no, this is just a chi- Oh, I say. Yeah. I've got a check actually. I'm going to show you the gravy thing. Marvellous. It's marvellous, says Benji, thinking, oh, this is so dumb. Just see what you've done now, you fool. You've engaged him about the gravy, and now. Oh, criminy. I don't know where it is. Well, good luck to making your dinner, that's all I can say. There it is. Oh, he's found it. That's all right. <laughs> Oh, oh, it was the old, yeah, the old chicken granules, eh? Very nice, very nice too. I, it's my wife had put it away somewhere, you know. To hide it from you. Yeah, well, to tidy things up. That, that's the story of my life, you know. Where is it? It's in the it cupboard away. where it's meant to be. <laughs> it looks like quite, quite a yummy, I mean, you're certainly making me hungry. You know, quite a, a yummy... Oh, there's a lovely smell in the flat. It's, oh, it's great. Nothing like the, the smell of uh, roast potatoes and you know, all, all the all the trimmings. Oh, no, I don't know what I'm going to do. Have. Some st- some stuffing. I'll do some stuffing. Oh, everybody loves a bit of stuffing. A bit of a carry-on joke there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll move swiftly on from that. I think. Yeah. What am I going to have for my lunch? I th- I think I'm going to have some halloumi. On oh. some pita bread. That sounds with a bit. Yeah, of, you put me to shame. That's quite healthy. With a, with a bit of uh, chili oil over the top. We've got chili, in, you know, chili infused. Uh, infused. It's really excited. Yes. Chili, Ooh. chili Ooh. In, infused olive oil is is very very nice. Uh, you've mentioned that before, actually. I think you're. That's one of your things, isn't it? Apparently so. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, that's 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 meal sorted. I think. Okay. Well, let well, me sort um, my potatoes out. Yeah, well, you enjoy your meal. And anybody else listening, um, just a last quick fact. It is, in fact, uh, the anniversary of the Battle of Hastings today. Um, is it really? It the is day indeed, we're recording, the 14th of October. It is indeed the anniversary. I believe it is the 600th and 665th anniversary just felt felt the need to um to to say that really i don't don't particularly know why um wow it's a very significant battle it's when britain was you know conquered by the normans from france well quite i mean it, it literally changed everything and and now um not only that but they can yeah the 900 sorry 951st anniversary of the battle of hastings and now you can say that we celebrated that by making a podcast especially uh, on that date, uh, very significant. You could you could say that it wouldn't be entirely accurate, but you could say that. you could say could also say that Nick's meal is in tribute to the Battle of yeah, Hastings, yeah. and maybe well may well be burnt by now. 
I'm just keeping you here in, in, in the... I'm just going to go in a minute I'm just going to leave <laughs> alright okay it's time for Blake 7 Crossfire part 1 B7 be safe just felt it again, right at the base of my neck. Take a look for me, would you? There's a tear in this suit, I'm sure of it. Oh, stop worrying, Villa. If that suit was torn, you'd be a puddle by now. Ah, the pH reading of this storm is off the scale. What a cheerful image. Remind me, Callie, why did I let Winterhaven talk me into this? You wanted to see Erwan, the legendary paradise planet. I expect you thought there might be something here worth stealing. Fat chance of that. As a boy, I dreamt about this place, you know. They said it wasn't real, but everyone knew plenty about it. Its crystal beaches, its blue mountain slopes, the singing gardens. The pleasure palaces? Those too. Well, here it is, Villa. Your childhood dreams come true. Welcome to paradise. Talk to me, Callie. We have eyes on the main resort complex. The buildings are mostly intact, though the facades are crumbling. Everything is quiet so far. No signs of life out here of any kind. Keep searching. Our beloved president is down there somewhere. I know it. I can smell her. I am obliged to point out that olfactory stimuli may not be transmitted through a vacuum. I can smell her all the same. Servalan thinks herself safe. Few people know where to find this world, and those who do... They named it after an ancient work of literature. Did you know that, Orak? Very little information of that nature survived the purges. A reputed paradise. One that didn't officially exist. An exclusive vacation spot for society's upper echelons. A place to have their every whim indulged. Thirty years I spent on Air One, Orak. I know it like I know my mother's face and despise it as much. Whatever brings Servalan back here, she has made a fateful mistake. We will never get a better chance to kill her. Did you see that, Villa? The mesh on this hood is too thick. I can hardly see her. Keep your head down. I saw the glint of a rifle scope up there. Yeah, yes, there. Beneath the portico of that building. There are two of them. They're watching the approach road. That's it then? Reporting to Winterhaven? No, not yet. They're wearing environment suits like ours. I can't tell if they're Federation or not. Let me guess. You want us to get up closer? If we follow the path around here, we can circle behind them. 
You've noticed the neon sign up there, I'm sure. This is your chance to see inside a real-life pleasure palace. I bet it isn't at all like I imagined it. Do you trust her, Avon? What do you think? I think you ran a background check on her. Orak matched her biodata to Federation records. She is who she claims to be, Alana Winterhaven, formerly Air One's entertainment manager, in charge of its casino and its special escort services. I heard the rumors, of course, like everyone else. You never came here then, Space Captain Tarrant. Not even when you worked for the old president. Funny that. My invitation must have got lost in the post. What about the rest of her story? Certain allegations were made by Supreme Commander Serverland, no less. Winterhaven was arrested, she disappeared before her trial, then the alien war broke out, Star One was destroyed. Along with the systems that maintained Air One's idyllic climate. So the planet was evacuated. Not much call, apparently, for sea, sand, tsunamis and sulfuric storms. The next we know of Winterhaven was when she encountered an old, let's be generous and say friend of ours, with a grudge to settle and looking for someone to assist her. I can see you. What's that? Did you hear that? Don't try looking for me. You can't see me, but I can see you. I just wanted to make you aware of that. Who's there? Did you hear that? That voice. A woman's voice. I can't tell where he's coming. I might be behind you. I might be on the roof above you. One thing you can be sure of is that I hold your life in my hands. Anytime I wish to, I can squeeze my trigger and... Sniper! Down! Get down! No, 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 that way! She's over that way! Federation blaster! That was definitely a Federation blast. And for a blind shot, too close for comfort. I don't think we were seen, though. <laughs> the soundtrack of my life. I know, I shouldn't complain. It's the shot I don't hear that'll kill me. Do we have what we came for now? Proof that the Federation has returned to Air One? Yes, Villa, I think we do. And I take it you've seen everything you wanted to see. More than enough, thank you. If I dream about this place again, it will probably be a nightmare. Dana, two to teleport. What does she want? I don't know. Does it matter? Servalan is on Air One, on a mission classified above top secret. That means she has a minimal escort detail. Six, maybe eight guards at most. I like the sound of that. Grant said you would. He said Callie would, too. But Avon would take more convincing. Del Grant has his agenda. We have ours. We have learned that the two are best kept separate. This does sound too good to be true. You understand, it's not that we don't trust you. We trust you like we would any long-term Federation employee with a direct line to the High Council. Uh, no offence, Tarrant. Some taken. You think I'd sell myself out to... You're right. Of course you are. I rubbed shoulders with senators, bankers, military officers, and I saw them for what they really were. 
I saw them wallowing in their pleasures like overfed pigs, while the people they ruled were drugged and beaten into subservience. I watched them striking deals on golf courses, in massage parlors, in fancy restaurants, and never for the common good, only to acquire more wealth and power for themselves. I grew to despise them, every one of them. <laughs> You'll never know how badly. Perhaps you'd like to compare notes. So you decided to do something about it? My august clients loved to share their secrets when they thought they were safe, where no one mattered could hear them. I funneled those secrets to rebel groups on more than a dozen worlds. I sent them a few million credits too, siphoned from accounts whose owners never noticed the difference. I reached out to Blake. Did he ever tell you that? It was weeks before they captured him. So, perhaps he didn't remember. Servalan exposed your racket. She was the worst of them. I knew from the day she first stepped up to my card tables. She was a, a sub-commander then, hitched to a senator's coattails. But I could see it. She was a viper coiled to strike. I wasn't surprised when she overthrew the old president. Everything Servalan did, her every waking thought was in pursuit of that destiny. And now we have the chance to end her. Why are we still discussing this? We'd be risking our lives and this ship on a personal vendetta. So, what's new? And this is more than personal, Avon. The galaxy would be a better place without that woman in it. You can't argue with that. It would be nice to be able to look in a mirror and not expect to see her standing behind me with a knife. You too, villain. Well, why not? Yes. Why not get Servalan out of our hair once and for all? As long as no one's asking me to do the deed. You aren't, are you? All I need is the use of your teleport system to return to Air One undetected. You'd appreciate some backup too, I'm sure. I would be glad of any volunteers. But when Servalan shuffles off this mortal coil as she lies broken in the ruins of her twisted ambition, I want her to know who toppled her ivory tower. I want my face to be the last thing she ever sees. I'm sure you have a suitably pithy speech prepared for her. All right, Winterhaven, you've convinced me. As you said, this is just too good an opportunity to miss. You already know my answer. Should I get Servalan in my sights, though? I will not hold my fire. I've made that mistake before. A chance to decapitate the Galactic Federation and avenge the blood of countless innocents on its president's hands? If Blake were here, he would do it. I'm sure he would. And that is precisely what worries me. Four of us down and safe. Stand by the teleport controls, Villa. And try not to pass out drunk. I resent that. You know that only happened. Where are we? The beach, believe it or not, a five-mile stretch of pure white crystal sand imported from the deserts of Pearl, reduced to sludge now. The building over there was a cocktail bar, stocked with every type of drink you've ever heard of, and plenty more beside. We should have brought Villa with us after all. Guest quarters were behind those dunes to the north. A few of them, the very most distinguished, had villas reserved for their exclusive use, each standing in its own private grounds and fully staffed. If I were looking for something left behind... I agree. That sounds like the place to start.
This is Sentry Post Foxtrot. I hear you, Foxtrot. Go ahead. We have intruders. Four of them. At the north end of the beach. It's like you warned us, sir. To have reached that position unseen, they could only have... Appeared out of thin air? Well... You know what to do, Foxtrot. You may also release Bragg from punishment duty. That voice he claims to have heard in his head. Our esteemed guest, the President, has a theory about that too. I'm reminded of what Blake used to say. You surprised me. I never knew you were listening. About Travis, the man assigned to hunt him down. Blake believed that killing Travis would be futile. He would only be replaced by someone unknown and potentially more dangerous to us. I can see that. There are plenty more Travises in the galaxy. But is anyone more dangerous than Servalan? That is the question. When she's cornered, possibly not. She's also practically on her own down there. And we have the advantage of surprise over her. So what could go wrong? Is that what you're asking, Villain? We could put that question to Gan, if he were here. I know your problem. It's her. It's Winterhaven. She's been aboard less than a day and she has the others eating out of her hand. You don't like that they're listening to her instead of you? She is certainly a natural leader with a cause to which she is passionately devoted. That can be a very unfortunate combination for the people around her. Well, I like her. You've drunk half a bottle of ruby wine, Villa. You like everyone. I'll be on the flight deck. There is one part of Elana Winterhaven's story that no one has thought to check out yet. Hostiles at four o'clock. Look out. How the hell did they find us so quickly? Worry about that after they're dead. Excuse me, I was rather taking the outcome for granted. Darren, do more of them behind you. Dana, concentrate on keeping that one pinned down and fall back. Back to the cocktail bar. No, they'll pin us down there too easily. We should make a run for the villas where there's plenty of cover. And Tara, I've given my order, Callie, and I know what I'm doing. The cocktail bar. No! 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 Help me! Thanks for the assistance, but I really didn't need... He had a knife. He just slashed your protective suit wide open. If you hadn't done the same to him first, yeah, I know he was an enemy, but that scream will haunt me. Now what? There are still two guards out there. Reinforcements are doubtless on the way, and I don't see another way out of here. That's because you're looking in the wrong direction. Sir, there's tunnels. They crisscross the entire resort, used by staff to come and go without disturbing our oh-so-important patrons. From here, we can get to anywhere we like, unseen. Serverland must know of them. Never set foot inside them, though. Why would she? Whereas I know every twist and turn, every shortcut and hiding place down there, she'd need a hundred grunts, two hundred to smoke us out, and even then, we'd find her first. At least we can take off these smothering hoods. Someone should stay behind to watch the entrance. There's no need. I told you. I I'm can... with Callie. There's no such thing as a foolproof plan. 
I'd feel happier with a guarantee that no one is sneaking up behind me. I'll do it. From beside the counter here, I have a perfect view of the door and the back windows, in case someone pries the boards off them. This'll be like shooting ducks on a range. My favourite pastime, especially when the ducks are wearing black. All right. Worst case scenario. I clamp this charge to the wall and teleport out of here. You'll know what's happened when you hear the explosion. Exactly what I was about to suggest. 